Hi, I'm Tess Seddon. So if you've listened to episode one, you'll know that in uh, 2017, I stood in the general election. I've since made the unusual choice of making a musical about it called Say Yes to Tess, of course. Um, Say Yes to Tess is on at Leeds Playhouse and Camden People's Theatre in March and April 2022. Um, I was about to say 23 then, I hope not, Uh, 2022. Um, So I hope to see you there. When I stood for um, election, I was in my 30s. I'd just turned 30, which way back then I thought was incredibly old and very depressing. (laughs) But actually, uh, even being 30, it was still 20 years younger than the average MP in Parliament. Since I stood and made the musical, I've been working uh, with Theatre State and Chapel FM with six teenagers from Seacroft in Leeds. So Peace, Cheryl, Nicole, Arthur, Hannah and Kiara. And we've been exploring how can young people access politics. Today's podcast is all about where do we get our political education. Welcome Welcome to to Politics Politics Could Never. Never. I'm Peace, Cheryl, Nicole, Kiara, Arthur, Hannah... We're a bunch of teenagers from Seacroft in Leeds who are on a journey to understand the behind the scenes of politics. Join us as we try to find out why young people are not involved in the decisions that affect us most. Hope you enjoy. My parents are very secretive when it comes to voting. Like, they'll be in the same house. They'll go out to post their ballot, like, two different times. Nobody knows who's voting who. But they'll sit down and watch everything on the news. Like, I think it was when, like, um, David Cameron went to that big church. My mum was like, oh, he loves Christian people. I'm going to vote for him. And then my dad, they were just argued because, like, she was saying, oh, just because he went to a church, you're going to vote for him. (laughs) Completely the opposite in my household. It's like, once my dad and my mum made the decision everyone would know, whether it be my cousins, my neighbours at the time. Like, everyone would know. It's just like, I don't know if they were, like, encouraging others to also vote as well, but my dad would be very heavy on just uplifting. Like, he would be, I don't know, example, like a random politician. He has done fantastic wonders for this world. He has made grave change. Like, he would gas them up <laughs> and then when it comes to politics exactly <laughs> he's just very open with his um decision same with my mom to be honest but she's more secretive than him what about anybody else yeah i don't have a clue <laughs> no because my parents are very young when they had me so i grew up not really knowing much about politics until I was already old like they only recent I think it was a bit before COVID they're now like in their 30s so they're more focused on politics but I'm already like 16 17 so I kind of already have my own views and opinions on things so it's not really like they can force like they can put their opinions on me anymore so it doesn't really affect me much anyway my parents don't really talk about it my parents sort of just like speak about voting they usually like forget and then the day before it's like do you feel to vote they go do it isn't it but they don't really talk to me about it much i do think that like i don't know this don't care (laughs) about telling me about it i think they sort of know that i know about it 
because you, you know, know yeah, yeah I sort of, do sort of educate myself about things yeah. nowadays so they, they don't talk to me about it I get what you lot. mean by that they just assume that you're knowing it yeah and I don't know why exactly. because I told you that I knew but exactly. yeah. yeah what about you Arthur what about me <laughs> um I'm sure we don't know uh, my parents really haven't really talked too much about me, you know, or to me, not about me, uh, about uh, their view on politics. Like, I never heard them say, oh, let's go voting or something, or <laughs> we should hear a politician or stuff. They just never talked about it. I mean, like, they watch news and stuff, you know, they kind of keep ahead, you know, keep with the news, but they just said, I think they're much into politics. So we're just two weeks into the group's journey and we've been asked to present at the all-party parliamentary group on political literacy which is a bit of a mouthful. It basically means a group of MPs and lords and baronesses uh, who are interested in exploring whether politics should be taught in schools. They were really interested to hear what our group thought and asked them to present to them over Zoom. Um, So Political Literacy Day is really about everyone coming together and really thinking about um, political literacy education and... um, how it's worth teaching and at Shout Out UK we really wanted to kind of utilise this as a space to ensure that young people could actually speak about their political literacy journey and really kind of give a little bit of a discussion of what they've been doing as well Um, and this is kind of what we've been doing. So um, today we're going to hear from a lot of young people, they're going to discuss their political literacy journeys and then they're going to be responding to some of the questions that we've got uh, coming up and they were all very brave to come on uh, and, and do this for us so that's that's very good as well so really happy that they were able to come uh, and, and speak and share their thoughts so Arthur where are you currently in your political literacy journey at this moment um what do you mean by where I am <laughs> where are you where how, how have you began to engage with politics what are you doing currently with fear to state that might be a really good start uh looking at other people's views on a uh... If young people should be allowed to vote. Did you, you know, get involved in politics before this project or is it something that you you wanted to get involved in because of the project? Yeah, it's something I wanted to get involved in because of the project. I didn't really know that much about it before the estate, but uh, I think I learned, you know, more about it in the estate whilst attending it. Yeah, so a really good opportunity to get involved. I'm going over to the a couple of uh, students who are at a school. Are you happy to unmute yourselves and just talk a little bit about your political literacy journey? That's okay? Can you hear us? Yes, yes, we can. Okay, perfect. Right, how many of you are there? Three. Three, okay, brilliant. So my question to you is just to, just the start is a little bit of your political literacy journey. Where are you at the beginning, in the middle? Are you finishing your political literacy journey? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so right now we're pretty much in sort of like the middle of our political literacy journey. We don't know a lot, but we're willing to learn about it we want to learn more so that's sort of where we are right now we'd love to hear about um we spent a lot of time talking about how you didn't you haven't been taught uh, about politics in school is that right cheryl nicole and peace (laughs) okay unison okay that's good uh different people in unison so not much in school hannah i see you're back should we try again to see if we can hear you can you talk a little bit about your political literacy journey? My political journey started with theatre. I knew barely anything before I started. And I'm, I'm <laughs> Where are you middle. now? I'm in the middle. You're in the middle. Okay. What was 
political literacy provisions in your school? And what I mean by that question is, how was, was politics taught in your school? How was it taught? And was it enough? You know, was it enough for you to engage with that? All right, so we go to the the kind of the school, the three people sat there. Cheryl, Nicole and Peace, do you want to respond to that? Politics in school, has it been taught a lot? Go on, guys. I'll go first. We wasn't really taught anything about politics in, in high school. I did a bit in primary school, but that was basically like common knowledge. Like um, during the Brexit phase, we was told like the overall gist of what it is and like the parties and like we did the little class general election as well. But in high school, we haven't really done anything to widen my knowledge. It's basically just been the same thing. Okay. Do you, is there a specific class that they teach you politics in? We cover it briefly in RS when we're doing ethics. No, we didn't really go over it much. Uh, I don't think there was really even a day or even a lesson dedicated to politics. So there really just wasn't much to learn or nothing to engage on. Wow. Okay. Yeah, really interesting. And Hannah, what about you? Were there, was there any politics taught in school as well? No, nothing about politics at all. And you are you annoyed by that? <laughs> yeah. When did you realise that you needed to learn about politics and that politics was important? Uh, I realised politics might be boring. Like, I don't know, maybe most people say the same, but around the time of Brexit, you know, because I didn't really know what was going on and I doubt many other people knew what was going on. So, yeah, I realised yeah. politics would have been quite, you know, something quite, something quite useful to know about. Um, well, I'm coming up to 18, so <laughs> I realised quite, quite a few months ago that it's getting to the point where I will need to start voting. I need to learn about what and stuff. Um, so with me, I first noticed it when sort of little things, so um, prices in shops are getting higher now, that's mm. definitely something I've noticed. And all around social media, um, we see a lot of protests happening with, it doesn't matter whatever it is, whether it's good or bad, you just see it a lot and um, a lot of police and things like that. And that's when I noticed that, you know, it's good for me to learn about politics. Um, I kind of noticed it, like, similar to her when prices in shops increased, but then I also noticed it when, like, media coverage and, like, articles started coming out, started getting pushed in the media more, you see it on just a random scroll of Instagram, that's when I realised that it's actually a serious thing and that it's actually important and that it's something that could actually change and develop your life. That's when I realised that it was actually important. Well, I realised politics was important. I think it was around year eight or nine when I saw like how young people actually have no power. Like there's actually nothing we can do. And like during the Brexit and general election, like how much things are changing, like how it's going to like the older generation pushing through new ideas that are going to affect us. Okay, how do you think the education system can improve political literacy education? I think, um, as I was saying in the Theatre State meeting on Monday, we thought that that politics could be introduced into RS when we're learning about ethics or take that instead of take enrichment as we do stuff based about based around leadership. Add that into enrichment so we're doing it in like years nine and ten. So it's gonna be more effective rather than um, doing like a one off session every year like this next year. Okay. Do you think there should be a politics GCSE maybe? Do you think people would pay attention to that? Yeah. 
Oh. I, I, don't, I feel like people would pay attention to it, but I don't think think that it should be a GCSE because I don't think learning about politics, I, I don't smack that bad, but I don't think learning about politics should be something optional. I feel like we should all just be able to learn it. It shouldn't be like a GCSE. I feel like it's too important for people to just choose whether or not they want to learn about it. So what if we made it a politics so it's like you have to take English, your maths, but you also have to take politics? Yeah. So when it comes to politics, you need to know about your country. Yeah. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Well, it's like it's not necessarily trying to force it onto people. It's just making sure that people know about the, the country mm. that they're living in. You, you know what I mean? Mm. I expect to live in a country and be happy if you know nothing about the people that are like leading it and controlling what's going on in, in there. Yeah. Mm. Big ideas there. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. That was really, really good. Hannah, can we can we lead you? What do you think about the state of uh, politics and education? What would you do to change it? In my in my personal opinion, they need to actually do teach it. I want it to be part of like even just a, an actual lesson about politics in like ten and well nine, ten and eleven, because it needs to be taught. Because like my generation, we are we will all start to be able to vote and stuff so we need like we need to know what we're voting for i mean i could partially agree about you know maybe a cost of it or a subject of it but um then again maybe you know some schools should have like you know like a day you're dedicated to it like maybe once a month or month once a, once a term you know just as you know so kids know more about it because i don't think they fully understand like you know how important politics is and like you know how it will affect their pretty much their everyday life Okay, so we're going to end on a kind of one final bit of a question. What area of politics, if you could, if you could, you know, you're going to be part of the de- uh, Department for Education and you're creating this politics kind of thing, what do you want included? What one thing would you include in the, that you want to learn about? Um, should we start with you, Arthur? What would you like to learn about in politics? I think well, they should learn about, you know, voting, how it can affect the country. Or... Um, like what the different parties are, what each party like representing and what they what they want to do and like make it so everyone understands what is going on for when they start to vote um for me personally i would want there to be a backstory behind politics before we teach it before they teach anything so people like understand where everything's coming from we should learn about sort of why certain people are chosen to have the jobs of being like members of parliament so for example we know why we have our prime minister but everybody else we don't know what their job is and what they're doing so like i'm i'm in high school i have no idea who like the head of the department of education is and that's something i should know to see what he's bringing to the table for my education and things like that yeah I want to say a big thank you to everyone. I know it was nerve-wracking, but you all did brilliantly. I'm, I was really excited to hear all your responses. Thank you so much for coming and taking the time out to do this with us. Should be in touch soon. So again, thank you everyone for coming along to this. Hi, welcome back to our podcast. Today we're interviewing Matteo Bergamini. He is the CEO and co-founder of Shoutout UK. And he's also the host of the podcast Media Minded. It's nice to meet you all. You too. You too. You too. Our first question is, what inspired you to start Shout Out UK? 
I would say it was a number of things. My parents are, are both um, Italian. They migrated to the to the UK and I was I was born here. And it kind of always felt bizarre because I was interested in obviously learning about the politics of the country that I was I was born in and I'm studying in and I'm now working in. And yet there was no opportunity for me to do that. I just felt like something needed to be done. Um, at the time, I didn't really know what or, or how. Um, but I felt like it, it was just bizarre that it was very much a postcode lottery. You know, if you had family that were interested in politics, you would be interested in politics. If you were in a school that happened to do citizenship or government politics A-level, then you, you might catch it and you might find it interesting. And yet, absolutely everything we do in life is influenced by politics. My original inspiration was definitely because I just feel like if we're living in a democracy, if we say we are a democracy, everyone should have the right and the duty to understand how it works. Because otherwise... The opportunities that we give ourselves legally don't exist in our minds because we don't know they exist. Um, when we was researching you, we noticed that you did a lot of film production. How did you feel that mm -hmm. that correlated with politics? So it's um, film production and pretty much anything creative links to politics. Um, you know, like if you look at um, films, they can be highly political. If you look at, um, I mean, music, um, especially, you know, rap and hip hop in the 90s in America was highly political. So utilising those creative genres kind of shows people that politics is in absolutely everything we do. And it kind of speaks to an audience that are so far removed from politics as it stands at the moment because of, you know, the fact that there are hardly any representatives that say look or speak like them or whatever else. But it kind of shows the narrative in a different light. Um, so to give you an example, in 2019, we partnered with um, a rapper called Drill Minister and we created and filmed the drill track on registering to vote and that was that was in 2019 and it got a bunch of traction it was on SPTV and uh Uniland and a bunch of other places um so those kind of creative things speak to people in a slightly different way but again it gets you interested in politics because it's it's talking about those issues but not in the kind of dry stuffy way that tends to always be always be used do you think the video with Joe Minister worked um I'd say it played a part. I mean, it's, it's, there's, no, there's no golden bullet in the sense that there is no one way of doing it. I think with, with things like that video or, um, you know, creative campaigns, they all serve a purpose, but everything needs to happen in tandem. You can't just have one video and expect it to work. Do you know what I mean? Like, it needs to be all of these different things need to happen at the same time. So people need to get political education in schools. That needs to happen then we need to have more creative engagement for a variety of means. I mean, even, for example, the, what you guys are doing at Sears Estate, that's another way of engaging in politics. All of these kind of things need to happen to show that actually there are a myriad of ways of getting involved in politics, starting with the basics in schools and then going into things that, you, that you're interested in. What, um, what was your most memorable thing that you've ever done throughout your politic journey? I'd say the most memorable thing for me... Um, was probably giving evidence at a House of Lords um, for the, and I forget, the digital um, comms report that they were doing. Um, and it was partly because I felt a little bit of imposter syndrome in the sense that I was sitting there with a bunch of lords in front of me in the, in the house, just kind of thinking, I'm in my mid-twenties, what am I doing here? Kind of thing. Um, and it was amazing to kind of hear them wanting to listen and wanting to hear kind of the experience we had um, with, with delivering our kind of media literacy programs and delivering um, the kind of things around combating misinformation and specifically misinformation that that potentially um, radicalizes. Um, 
so that for me was kind of a golden moment. It was it was a kind of it was very surreal. It just felt very surreal and didn't feel real until I was actually in it. Um, and very, very um, not stressful, but what's what's the word? Very um, very nerve wracking at the time. So even though you had like a lot of setbacks, what made what kept you going? Like what made you feel like you had to continue even though a lot of people disagreed? Um, probably because I'm stubborn as hell. That's that's probably one thing. And <laughs> every time someone tells me I can't do something, I end up doing the opposite uh, or trying to prove them wrong. But I mean, it's also the fact that although we do, we do, there is opposition. There is also a lot of people, both in and out of Parliament, that are massively supportive of our work. So for every kind of one person that's really tragic, um, we have you know two to three people that are incredibly supportive of of the work, and that kind of drives us forward because it is. It is a difficult thing to do, and it, you know there are a lot of different causes that can be a lot easier, that are a lot less um, toxic at the moment. Um, but I think it's something that needs to happen. And actually, I'd I'd argue that the reason why our political situation is so incredibly toxic at the moment is because of a lack of political literacy. And frankly, it's only going to get worse. All right. So um, previously, you did say that you'd been into Parliament a few times. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice that you could give us for us to be able to get into there? Um, best way to get into it is talk. I mean, there's several ways. It depends on what you want to do. Like, if you just want to see it, um, you can go there, and there are tours and stuff like that that they that they do. Um, the Parliament Education Centre also has like um, resource and classrooms and stuff. So your your school can go there as a school and and learn about politics. Um, so do stuff like that. Um, if you want to go there to campaign and talk about an issue, um, you can go. You can contact your local MP and ask for ask they for don't a meeting. Care. We've been trying for so long. Because you know, if he's ignoring you, or the best way is shaming on social media. That always works. We're just gonna force our way in. Yeah, force our way in. Gonna... That sounds like a plan. <laughs> we Bang demand on the door. a visit. We demand you to let us in. <laughs> Well, Matteo, thank you so much for uh, giving us your time and allowing us to interview mm. you. No problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. This is fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. In the next episode, the group will be hosting the podcast in front of a live audience at Leeds Playhouse where, coincidentally, we'll be showing uh, Say Yes to Test the musical uh, from the 24th of March to the 2nd of April. Hope to see you there.